tuning in to episode two today we're gonna talk about everything from family and how they inspired us and brought us this far to like our creative process and our music and what we like to talk about and even industry pet peeves today we're gonna cover everything you need to know so listen up and be on the lookout because there's tons of amazing stuff coming up in the future um today's guests are Shoddy with the Ox, aka Alana, Jimmy T, aka Jimmy, and they're just gonna tell us like the real truth of everything. Like we, you know, we don't sugarcoat anything here. So take notes. Take notes. No, just kidding. Don't do that. But you know, listen really closely. Today's guests are none other than the Jimmy. Ah! Sorry, that's probably the And Anne Shoddy with the Okay, so. How do. Like, right? So, we. Okay, I'm just gonna start by telling you how I know each of them, and then they're gonna tell me how they know each other, and then we're gonna go and play a game, and then we're just gonna be like, what was our first impression of each other? Because that game is fun. So, I met Shoddy, also known as Alana. I met her because me and Maddie, who was on the previous podcast, we're in between places, and Alana was thinking of moving to LA, and she's like, well, where are you guys living? And then, basically, we looked up on this, like, amazing apartment here in California. Well, we, me and Maddie were already in California. We looked up on this really great apartment, and then Alana moved in, and then we became, like, really good friends. You know? It worked out. And then I met Jimmy through Alana, because we had this concept <laughs> for this um thing that we want to do called summer camp and we'll talk about more about that later <coughs> i feel like because it wasn't birthed by itself i actually still have the the text invite oh my god that we could read at some point yes <laughs> i absolutely love that okay now you tell me lana how you met jimmy i met jimmy because Okay, so in high school, I used to sneak out, and I would record at this studio, this guy, James Gray. He was the fucking best. His parents were always upstairs, and they were the shit. And um, his cousin would start coming back from Florida, Brandon. I was like, oh, this guy's so sick. And he took me to Jimmy's house one day to make music. I don't think we made anything. I think we just, like, played a bunch of shit. Yeah, we just played a bunch of shit. But I was like, oh, Jimmy's the shit. But Brandon brought his bass guitar. I remember that. I would just like I literally I remember what I was wearing I don't know why because <laughs> I, I had like a safety pin on this dress oh like, really yeah and then um my brother was like oh that's cool he's Chinese and you're what, you <laughs> and your you're, brother I was like show, I think I was showing him my your music and he oh, was right. like yeah, he's Chinese, and you're uh, Middle Eastern, and you, so you could call the project Genghis Khan. Oh, that was, that was Aaron's idea? That was Aaron's I had idea. no idea. That is why. <laughs> and I thought it was so fucking funny. So I think I, like, hit you up on Instagram, and I was like, we should make a project together called <laughs> Genghis Khan. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, yeah, I'm with it. And I so, love that. Yeah, we yeah. started hanging out a lot. Oh, that's so good. I used to go to his dad's, like, convenience store with him, J&M, and Grand Rapids, and there was all these crackheads that would line up. Yeah, it was And they wild. were such characters, and we'd <laughs> hang out with J&M, and I loved it. I would eat sunflower seeds and just, like, talk to all the... They knew me. They would, like, oh, come yeah. talk to me. Such a sense of, like, community. It was great. It was yeah. a good time. Oh, I love that. Okay, so basically, you already told me your first impression of Jimmy, mm-hmm. basically, when you met him for the most yeah. part. And then, so, I know, like, before moving in, me and Alana didn't really, we didn't know each other, honestly, at all. And so, what were your first impressions of me when you... So, I had this video that Maddie sent me 
of you guys walking through the house and you were like putting on your shoe and talking about something and I remember thinking like oh this girl's cool as fuck I was like I don't know what it is about her but the way like maybe it's just the tone of your voice in the video but I was like I like this bitch but also I was with JJ and he saw the same video and he's she looks super mean (laughs) a lot of people typically say like I look or seem super mean when they first meet me and I'm like what am I doing I I was like I don't think so I think she's cool as fuck and then I met you, and it was the best thing that ever happened. Best thing that literally ever happened. I think we bonded, honestly, on, like, the first day, too. Yeah, we went to that market, like, right away. We're like, yeah. let's go. Let's go to the market. We, like, all my stories. Wait, this was in New York? This no, this was here. here. Oh, this was here? Yeah. Okay. I was, like, out of town for, like, the first couple of months that we, like, oh, moved that's in. that's true. Yeah. Well, first couple of weeks, I guess. Well, yeah. I don't remember, but I was out of town, and so, like, I came back, and then... Maddie's, like, always, like, doing her own thing. And so, like, me and Alana spent so much time together. And I was, like, yeah. beautiful. Because, not going to lie, my first impression, I was a little nervous. Because I was, like, um, I don't really know you. And then I saw a video. Well, Maddie, so I think one story in particular that stood out to me. I've heard, I don't, don't quote me on it. But there was one time Maddie, like, you guys were just in a studio session with Maddie. And then you guys were in, like, the car. And then she was, like, she was telling me how, like, I think it was Nat now that, like, I know the two of you, but she, like, re- stuck her head out the window, like, oh, don't treat me mean, daddy, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I do that shit still. <laughs> exactly, so I'm like, and then she would tell me, like, stories daddy. like, <laughs> I play that game all the time. <laughs> and I was like, this could be really, really fun, or it could be really, really scary. So, like, moving in, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm, like, down. So that was, like, my whole, like, my mindset going into it so that's super funny okay cool i love that so you guys are from the same area midwest yeah, yeah. yep okay so you're from what's the name of your city Sagatuck. Sagatuck. i'm from grand rapids grand rapids it's like 30 minutes 30 miles away yeah i love yeah. that but it was like the closest city from where i grew up so i used to like sneak out and that's where i would go yeah mm. i like that Okay, cool. So we know where you're from, and we know how we all met. Love it. Giving a little backstory to who we all are. Um, I know that both of you have really, like, good and close relationships with your family. Like, if you could describe, like, your household growing up, what was it like, both of you? Um, (laughs) my household was crazy. We always had people staying with us. We would always have, like, different relatives mm-hmm. living there for, like, months. Like, my parents were just, like, they were always having dinner parties. They are taking anybody. Mm-hmm. My dad would, like, have neighbor kids stop by and ask him for advice. And they'd be, like, at the dinner table I love talking. That. That's so good. Um, always arguments at the dinner table like <laughs> fun spirit- though like you're like passionate you're like yeah I'm like fucking. spirited yeah, debate like literally printing stuff off google to prove that you're right <laughs> like i would like leave the dinner table to print shit out to be like i was right <laughs> it's exhilarating i love that what about you jimmy um i grew up in like a pretty traditional asian household so like my parents were pretty strict on school um making sure you're doing the right thing just being a good person yeah um yeah but i was i was like the the black sheep of the family really i was i was the one that was doing like the creative stuff like i was making music Mm -hmm. and chilling with non-asian friends (laughs) (laughs) i love Um, it yeah so oh nice we used to go through jimmy's house at like two in the morning and his mom would wake up like Instantly, as soon as we walked the door, and cook full meals. Like, yeah, yeah. My mom is. Uh, That's amazing. She's all shit. about hospitality. That's beautiful. That's super amazing. <laughs> Do either of you guys like think that like growing up the way that you did, or even like members in your family or anyone like that, influence like the type of music or the way that you create today? Hmm. Yeah, I think that, um, I actually think that the arguing has, like, a lot to do with the way that I, like, think and the way that I work creatively, because when you're arguing, like, everything has to be super quick, and you Mm -hmm. have to think really quick, and so I really like making things, like, 
trying to figure out how I can make things as quickly as possible. Even the videos we're doing, I'm like, we yeah. did the last one in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, like, the best to me. I feel like, yeah, the best things come to me when I, like, do it instinctually. Yeah. And it's, like, in the moment. And I feel like part of that is probably from, like, arguing and, like, conversation being at the center point of all of our that family engagements. Yeah. That makes super sense. Yeah. What about you? Because I know, Jimmy, you do both music and you do photography and mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Multiple, dis- multiple, and you produce and you, like, <laughs> you do honestly everything. <laughs> I try to put my hands on everything. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question? The question was, like, how do you think, well, if, if at all, but did your family and, like, the way, or even, like, a family member in particular or anyone mm-hmm. influence, like, your career path or, like, your creativity or anything in that way? Um, definitely, like, growing up, because, like, I grew up in, like, my parents, like, didn't have, like, the best relationship, mm-hmm. um, but they're, like, I don't know, like I said, traditional Asian parents, they stuck through it yeah. like, for the kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty kind of, like, toxic growing up, and I feel like that translated into the music that I make mm-hmm. and the art that I create. You know, music, photos. um. How so do you think? Um, If you had to like pick a reason why, or like like an example in your work maybe. um, It was just like stuff that I would like write about, Mm, you know, like parents fighting. Yeah. uh, Just other stuff, but it it just was, it just translated into music. That makes sense. Yeah, growing up, uh, my parents, my parents were fairly young parents, and I was like the oldest kid, so I was definitely like the guinea pig. I saw a lot of stuff, like I was a part of a lot of stuff, and like I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I could listen and I could like retain, but I didn't always understand what was going up, what was going on. But I do remember I kept a lot of journals, and that was before my little sister could read. So I kept a lot of journals, and I remember one time we were going through the garage, and like my mom found one of my journals, and I was like going oh, <laughs> about something, and like I was like, and I I had because like the handwriting, you could tell like I was obviously like thirteen and probably like under, so like I was going off and going in, and I was so like embarrassed, and I'm like I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure I definitely said that, and then once my sister, little sister, got of age. She would start reading all my journals. Like, nowhere was safe. She would find everything. She would just, like, break the locks hella recklessly. And then she would, like, threaten to tell every... Like, you know what I mean? Like, me and my sister never got along up until, like, we got the same age. Because then, you know, like, we related on certain things. So, yeah. My mom found one of my... We had to keep, like, a journal for class. Mm -hmm. And I had mine, like, collaged out. Like, they looked sick, honestly. You remember my wall in my room with all of, like, the... They're like rap posters yeah. that I cut up. You had a, I had a collage wall too. Yeah, I had like Pharrell, like Snoop Dogg, like all my favorite rappers. It was intense. It was, I it love was that. It covered a whole wall like this size. That's crazy. And um, my yeah, my journals look like that too. And they were all about like I was like thirteen. I was like yeah, my prison boyfriend. Blah <laughs> I can't wait till he gets out of prison. I love him. <laughs> would be the complete opposite. They <laughs> wouldn't even talk shit. about it. <laughs> no. but my parents will talk about it. Well, my dad really, he doesn't really talk about much, but my mom will, like, throw it in my face and then just, like, walk away and, like, see my reaction. And that's how she gets a lot of her answers, <laughs> which is wild to me. That's, like, how she, how she did everything. Oh, man. Okay. Sometimes I feel like my parents regret, like, the whole transparency thing. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, I'll tell my mom some, like, crazy, like, one time we were at dinner, and I was dating this guy I was working with, and he was serving us, and as he was serving us, I told him, like, something about, like, sex, and I was like, yeah, he's not that good in bed, but, like, something, something, he's good at other shit. <laughs> and my mom, like, 
like months later was like, Alana, you traumatized me. <laughs> and like my brother literally hit me up today to tell me about his balls. Like, my parents are probably at home like, why did we ask them to be so honest? Shouldn't have encouraged that bullshit. No, it's like a free for all. Yeah, we were just ready But everyone everyone knows everything. I feel like that's mm. super great. Yeah. Light is a feather. Right. <laughs> Um, so I know for a fact that, like, you'll send, like, your family, like, vi- like our videos and, like, even, like, the songs oh, yeah. that you're working on, like, like, I, more so than anything, like, how does, like, your family feel about your, like, art and, like, what you're, like, how you, like, what you make, basically? Um, I think they are probably conflicted. Like, my, definitely at first, when I was, like, 14, like, going to the studio, they're like, Lonnie, you want to be a fucking rapper? What's the matter with you? And that made me want to do it more. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this ridiculous shit until it works. Like, and then it's going to be funny as fuck. And sometimes I'll, like, make jokes with my dad. Like, I'm like, I think I'm going to do, like, stand-up comedy. Just, like, all his worst fears about, like, what his daughter could do for a living. Dumb. And he's just, you know, they really want me to go to college. <laughs> so I'm in college. That's nice. You know. I like that. They're probably, like, worried. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing this? But they like it also. And they show their friends. Like, my mom's, like, yeah. Jewish lady friends love Maui Wowie. I love that. It's like, so amazing. This is so marketable. <laughs> you know? It's such a good support system. Right? It truly is. What about your family? Um, My family was never really supportive of my music uh, before. Um, They, you know, traditional Asian parents, again. Makes sense. What do they want most of their kids to be? Doctors. Doctors. (laughs) My parents, like, it's legit. Like, people, like, my mom would be like, you should grow up to be a doctor. Both my parents said that. Really? And I was the black sheep. Did, are any of your other siblings doctors, though? Are they what? Are your siblings, like, doctors, any of them? No. Okay. <laughs> so they, they set a pretty good standard. That's good, <laughs> no, exactly. They, they're, they're, they're very, like, successful at what they do. Yeah. That's dope, though. But, yeah. I, like, I mean, I feel like, also, too, like, a fair amount of, like, um, what's the word? Like, um, not friction, but, like, opposing forces necessary yeah. for like certain things because if it wasn't there you probably like you like yeah. you probably wouldn't care as much you know like yeah. you wouldn't like want to do it and you wouldn't be as like into yes. sometimes I don't know that's like my theory mm-hmm. you wouldn't be as into it as you are right if now my parents were like super supportive like if they were, I mean my parents are super supportive mm-hmm. but they're they're like really involved like yeah well, you gotta get in that studio <laughs> session or cool. I would be like this is too much like, it's exactly. normal that they want me to go to college, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And also, too, like, you know, I feel like that's what's going to, like, make you, like, make it. It's like, let me, like, think outside the box yeah. here and figure out ways to, like, mm-hmm. get people, like, interested, you know? Yeah. yeah. Especially people who don't think that, like, certain things are, like, realistic. Mm-hmm. I think they, that they realize, like, it's not even about, like, whether or not anything ever happens with music it's just like i just love doing it so much yeah there's no i'm gonna just make it regardless and they both have stuff like that like my dad's a sculptor Mm. my mom went to art school Mm. like they're both really creative yeah they get like just having something that you love that makes sense yeah like my parents or my family i guess you could say Mm -hmm. like they they support my photography because they thought they saw that it was like yeah making money So they supported that 100%. Like, when it comes to the music shit, like, it's crazy. Like, they, yeah. they don't even talk about it. Yeah. Like, I'll release something, though, like, like it on Facebook. Like, you know, like I, don't ever, I never have, like, a conversation with them on the phone. Like, hey, like, that was really cool. Right. Like, just never got that. Yeah. But. Well... You're amazing. I love your music, so that's all that matters. Your fans love you, Jimmy. Um, Jimmy T. Oil Money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents are so, my dad. So my dad's like hella quiet. He doesn't say anything about anything. And then my mom's like always supportive. And then she's like, "How can I get it? How can I get involved?" Like I got. And then she'll call yeah, me like, "Your mom's the shit." She's so into it. And then she'll call it. me like twelve times a day with like seventeen <laughs> different ideas and new ways yeah. to like approach things, which is super like super super amazing. But sometimes it gets really overwhelming because it's like, yes, 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 but I have no means to do that, that, yeah. and that. Mm-hmm. But it's super. I like. I'm I'm happy. Yeah, she wants you to shoot for the stars. Yeah, she does. 
That's love. <laughs> that is love. And so when you guys are like making music, what is like hella necessary in like your creative process? <laughs> like it could be anything from like anything like tangible to anything like mental, like you know what I mean? Like what well, do you need? Energy. Yeah. Yeah, energy. And also just to like I think do what feels instinctual. Mm-hmm. Facts. Like yeah. whenever you start overthinking things it starts to get muddled. Like mm-hmm. you're not communicating as well right that makes sense what like inspires you most when you're like where does like when you're making something where do you like you're like like are you like moving throughout your day and thinking wow that that goes in a song that's a moment or like that's a story or something i could tell or you know like what moves you in a sense i guess i think for me because i'm not like a lyric person like Mm -hmm. i don't feel like that's my mean my means of communication mm-hmm. like for me it's like the rhythm and the melody I I feel like I use the rhythm and the melody to translate how I'm feeling okay mm-hmm. like this is what this sounds like to me because this is how I feel but yeah the lyrics to me are more just a way to make it sound the way I want yeah if that makes any sense that does make sense yeah. I feel like that's definitely like a and like in, like, all the interviews and everything else you listen to, just in general, I feel like that's honestly erratically, like, a different way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you hear that to a certain extent, but even still, there's always something that, like, someone draws back to. Yeah. I feel like that's a much different way of, like, approaching it. But also, too, I feel like that's very telling to, like, where we are as, like, a generation mm-hmm. to where we literally don't need lyrics to, like, yeah. convey how you feel. Because, like, I can listen it's like one of your songs or even one of your songs and completely understand what's happening even if i can barely hear like the lyrics yeah i still know what's happening you know what i mean like what we're feeling or what we're doing because the energy is is the energy exactly it all matches and also we're constantly like communicating to each other with words Mm -hmm. like we're texting each other or like dming each other we're sending each other memes or like whatever that's true and and i think like yeah, even the memes is more on to, like, what I'm talking about. I think just finding different ways to communicate. Like, even, like, GIFs is kind of... Like, GIFs is, like, a perfect metaphor for how I want to... That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> because it's just, like, a different way to communicate how you feel. Even, like, emojis was yeah. so revolutionary because it was like, oh, I can communicate how I feel without having to use words. Exactly. Like, like half the GIFs yeah. or half the memes we send to each other... Yeah. They, honestly, if you think about it, sometimes they're literally just faces yeah. or like facial expressions yeah. and we instantly understand what's happening yeah. between each other. Like yeah. it's kind of wild. It's yeah. amazing. It's, it's amazing. Like, yeah. We just get like closer and closer to communicating the way that we do in person through right? our technology. Honestly. Yeah. And I feel like music, like, yeah, if you can find a different way to communicate your feelings through mm-hmm. that medium too, then that's like equally as effective. I definitely agree. Um, I guess, like, just, like, a follow-up will be, like, what are, like, some of, like, your favorite subjects to incorporate into, like, your works of, like, art, you know what I mean? Like, Mm. what's something that you're, like, ooh, this is, like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, something, like, excites you, I guess. Mm. (sighs) That's tough. Like, I I guess I write some of the best music when I'm going through, like, a heartbreak. Yeah. or, Or something like that. That's honestly, like, really the only time that I feel like I can create at my highest level. That makes sense. Um, yeah. That makes all the sense. If I see, like, a really good movie mm-hmm. or, like, Gucci Mane comes out with, like, a crazy song <laughs> oh, yeah. or, like, I just hear, like, a crazy flow or something, I'm like, oh, I want to make something mm. and mm-hmm. that's usually how it goes. If I'm, like, going through something, I definitely don't want to, like, make music that talks about it because I'm probably talking about it to everybody <laughs> I know, so it's, like, overkill. The last thing I want to do is, like, ruin the thing that I love with a thing that's pissing me off. (laughs) That makes sense. That makes all the sense in the world. I, like, when I first, okay, so, when I first started, like, making stuff, Mm -hmm. I mostly started with, like, poetry. So, obviously, that's, like, the most emo, like, art form you can start with. Mm -hmm. So, definitely, I was, and hence going back to, like, my journals and, like, when I was a kid, so... I would always write about stuff that, like, made me hella sad or, like, I was super emotional about. And I'm always emotional, but, like, no one ever knows. So I, like, write it down and, like, make up these, like, super, like, really depressing but super fun to me. Like, I felt like once I got it all out there, 
I'm done. Like, we did it. I did the emotion. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> you know? Um, I guess more so than anything. When, like, when you have, when you feel like you, like, don't need, don't want to go anymore. Like, not, like, in, like, a sad sort of way. But, like, you're, like, feel like you're creatively de- depleted. What, like, peps you up to, like, keep doing it? Like, what do you, what do you, like, do to, like, keep you going? You know, to get your pep up. What's your pep up? I listen to albums. I just listen to music. Yeah. And try to get inspired again. It's always different. Sometimes it's just like washing the dishes. I'm like, oh, that just gave me energy. Like, I did this little thing that was productive. <laughs> I got a little energy. I'm like, let's go. Let's find a track. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's just like being in the studio and like just hearing a beat on the monitors. And then you're like, yeah. And then I start pacing around. And I'm like, I got something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So usually it's just like in the moment. That's cool. What are like some industry pet peeves like for for you guys? Um, like what's something that's super obnoxious about like other songwriters or other photographers or like other producers that you're like, why are they like that? You know what I mean? Like what is this about? One of my pet peeves is like rappers like not collaborating enough, especially in like local communities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Especially in a city like Grand Rapids, like, yeah. a lot of people, like, aren't collaborating <coughs> because so-and-so, whatever reason. Right. Um, egos. Yeah. Egos, yeah. People just, like, taking themselves so seriously is so yeah. frustrating because, like, you can't get anything good done that way. No. Facts. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, if you were to make it, air quote, make it. What would that, like, look like for you guys? Like, whether or not it was, like, through, like, your create, like, whatever you want it to be through or whatever, what would that, like, life look like? It would look just like Fantasy Factory. And we talk about this all the time. <laughs> we do. But I mean it from the bottom of my heart. My life would look just like Fantasy Factory. I'd have a big-ass warehouse with all my friends. We would make joke videos constantly, like, but just for us. Like, lots of home videos. Oh, and I would also, I would hire cameramen for everybody in my life, like my parents, Mm. just so I could watch them. (laughs) And then I would have, I would have, like, a secretary that would organize the videos so that I, like, had, like, a whole library with, like, an index and everything so I could find, like, mother goes to the store, (laughs) October 18th, (laughs) 2000. 21. Like, I just want everything to be accessible to me easily. All footage. I love that, and I definitely 100% believe that. I believe that too, honestly. Also, I want a cul-de-sac for all my friends <laughs> and family members, so I could just, like, hop through people's yards and, like, peek through their side door, like, I'm here, bitch, let's go. Damn, that's that Michael Jackson money. <laughs> It definitely is. What about you, Jimmy? I don't know. I feel like I would still, like, have, like, a pretty balanced, like, yeah. I would just make sure my family could have a nice house. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything crazy. I would have nice cars, because I yeah. like cars, and I, like, I'm a big on, like, technology, so I'd probably have, like, the, the highest tech all the time. Nice. But, uh, yeah, just make sure family's, family's good. Family's straight. That makes sense. What is something... In the last episode, I kind of, like, touched on, like, how, like, we were lied to as children. Like, that's just, like, a... It's not, like, a running theme or anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, what is something that... It's more so than anything. It's, like, what's the thing that you wished someone would have told you about life <laughs> as it is, like, now for you mm-hmm. that you didn't... You had no idea. Like, you know what I mean? Before, that's, like, someone... I really wish someone would have told me this. I probably would be, like, this X amount of times ahead. Or I wouldn't have to deal with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know? Like, what's... A piece of advice. Maybe even you would give to your younger self. I, I was telling my parents this the other day. <clears throat> that they were like, my parents are so progressive. Mm-hmm. And they're like so open-minded. And they're such good-hearted people. That I really believed like... I was like, no one cares how you look. <laughs> Nobody like... You just have to be like nice to people. And mm-hmm. you could like... I would leave the house in my pajamas. And like... I just thought, like, nothing mattered. Like, everyone was equally as open-minded. And, and then when I became an adult, I was, like, surprised. You know? I was like, oh, shit. People really care about stuff like that. Or, like, I would, like, run into groups of people that were different from And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so naive. Like, 
Mm. And I mean, what's something you wish you would have <clears throat> known before? My parent, my sisters were like the people that I like really yeah. had to look up to, like as like a parent. Yeah. Like a role model. My sisters were really my parents growing up. Yeah. Um. So I, my sisters like. Or Anna, I guess, was was just my oldest sister. Mm-hmm. Um, was like the guinea pig for for everything growing up. So right. she would like tell me, like give give me advice, um, you know, financial advice or mm-hmm. anything friend with friends, and like I just would not listen to her because I was I was just a bad kid. Yeah, like, I, I didn't listen to anything my my sister said. And now that I'm older. I'm like adapting everything that like my sister told me. Like I'm like finally realizing yeah. like she wasn't she wasn't on some dumb shit. That's like, so true. I wouldn't have listened to anyone anything that anybody told me at that time. Yeah. I was super naive. It's not even that I didn't believe it's not even that I like didn't want to listen to them. It was just like I don't believe you till I see for myself. <laughs> <laughs> you might be wrong. Right. That's what happened to you, but <laughs> let's see. I'm different. <laughs> I had to make sure I was like a scientist. I was yeah. like you gotta do the whole experiment before you really know. So the one variable. <laughs> That's very rare. I feel like a lot of people, like there's certain things that like I like just took for what it was or or mm. even honestly there were a lot of things that I did want to see on my own and yeah. luckily like I feel like I didn't have older siblings but like luckily I feel like because I was the oldest like the oldest like daughter and then the first like grandchild cha- grandchild mm. and then my mom was like the first of her siblings to have a kid. Because she was also the oldest, so I feel like through, like, the fi- my family and, like, everyone else, like, I got to see mm-hmm. a lot of examples of things, so I didn't have to do things on my own. And then there's certain things I did not believe and did not see to be true, so those things I did <coughs> trial and error and do on my own. And I, I do feel, too, to a certain extent, like, me even, like, leaving Texas, and, like, mm-hmm. I have family members who left Texas, but, like, have chosen the, this path in particular especially like in music and entertainment like no one's really done that in the way that I've done that Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of things I have to do on my own and figure out for myself and like you know sometimes you'll hear things from your family members it's actually very very true but you don't believe it because you're like well you're not you know what I mean like you're not here but then I'll find myself having like my mom will like give me advice and then like five days later I'm calling her back saying well, I wish I would have done it. And she's like, I think I told you that, like, yeah. like a couple weeks ago. But okay, you figured it out. I'm happy yeah. for you, you know? Yeah. My dad one time told me that I should make children's music when I was young. And I was like, that's so lame. And now I'm like, damn, that's what I should have been doing. That's so smart. That's so smart. <laughs> the Wiggles? Kids are the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Getting the Wiggles. Yeah. The Can Wiggles. Can you imagine me? The Wiggles would be the best life ever. Ever. Yeah. Didn't they, like, retire young or something? They did something crazy. Man, um, <laughs> what makes you guys like happy? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like you and I are the same. Like we just find entertainment in everything. Yeah. Even true. when shit's bad, it's like at least it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess everything. Everything. But like same. also like my friends and family are like my favorite things on earth. That's like, true. Yep, friends and family, music. Yeah, yeah music. True. Mm. Food. Food. Everything makes me happy. Good. Food makes me happy. <laughs> That's my main thing. Food is a good one. Yeah, I yep. just yeah. I like trying different shit. Different food is really good. Like, Ooh, what is a weird... mukbang? Ooh, I'm so down. <laughs> would Would you guys be down to do a mukbang? Let's do it. Like it's when you like eat just hella food just eat mad food I'm you just kidding. eat mad food and you have like the video camera going and like you're doing I've it. been saying for years that I want to do like a Pornhub like channel or whatever they put like I don't know Xtube like whatever you do channels for porn mm-hmm. where just for like fetish eating where it's literally just shoddy eats and I'm just yeah. eating like in regular clothes like sweats or do it you whatever. know that's like a whole thing on it's like, like YouTube. a whole thing it's like everywhere. And I'm constantly eating like every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like... There, yeah, I had no idea that it, that existed. <laughs> I watched a couple. Because at first I was like, this is like ridiculous. Who's watching this? Yeah. And then I found myself just sitting there watching and I'm like, all right then. This is real. I mean, I'm here for it's it. It's entertaining for some reason. It's really entertaining. And they're just eating regular... I mean, they're just wearing regular clothes. They're yeah. just wearing regular clothes and they're just... Talking shit. <laughs> Sometimes it does like make me a little nauseous because I'm like, you shouldn't have they done. Yeah, they overdo all it. that. 
like that's hurting yeah. my stomach, but like, you know, like I'm super down to do one. Thing. I never understood ASMR. What's ASMR? That's the. What? Like, oh, I don't have a rapper or anything, but like. like... Wait, hold on, like this. Making my ears feel good. Oh my god, we have to play a- ASMR for you later. That'd yeah. be super good. I'm surprised so, you don't know about ASMR. I am too. But <laughs> like a sexual thing, like people are like. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like every it. single big YouTuber was doing it. Yeah. And like everybody. Oh, so it's like not a sex thing. It's not a sex <laughs> thing at all. <laughs> That's why I love so much. It's not a sex thing at all. So, like, I, what was it supposed to be? <laughs> I don't know what it was supposed to be, but I do know like a lot of people like Cardi B and like even like Kim like Kardashian were like use, used to like use it to like follow up them like fall asleep or like calm down their nerves. It's mm. just like it's like a sensation type yeah. of thing. Mm. Like the the certain sounds they do mm-hmm. like gives like. You know, like your ears a sensation or some sort. I don't know. That's wild. It's super wild. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well, since we're like on the topic of like crazy like things of like today, if you had to choose like one of like those like one of like the newer age like jobs, air quotes, like what would you guys sh- like? Nothing against like people who like you know do things for money, mm-hmm. anybody and everybody, but. What would, like, you choose if you weren't doing what you're doing now? What would you choose as, like, a job? Something you think would be fun or, like, whatever. Just anything outside of music? Anything outside of music. Like, campaign strategist? Ooh, okay. Look at you. Flexing on them. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us more. Tell us why. (laughs) Tell me Um, why. Tell us why. Why? Yeah. I, I love politics, and I know that, like, if I wasn't doing music that I would want to work in politics. Mm. It excites me, like, probably just as much as music mm. to think about how things could be more efficient <coughs> in terms of, like, the political system yeah. and a policy. And, and I also, I get really obsessed with campaigns and, I, mm. like, how they're run, and I have all these ideas, mm. and I'm really passionate about... I don't know. I think that, yeah, I would be really excited to be able to implement some of the ideas that I had. I like that. <laughs> uh, I would, like, I think if I wasn't doing, like, music or, like, photography or video work, I would probably be doing something that had to do with fashion. Nice. Because I was always into, like, fashion growing up. Yeah. And just, like, putting things together and contrasting colors yes. and things. I don't know. I just maybe it came from my sisters. Yeah. Because my sisters were were really into like clothes and mm-hmm. fashion and yeah. I would probably do something with fashion. That makes yeah, I wish I sure. had a little brother. I feel like he'd be so sick. He would. <laughs> my older brothers are so sick, but yeah. true. But you would have more influence on a younger brother, yeah. so that's probably why you think that. I'm he always wild. If I was yeah. his sister. <laughs> he'd be wild. He'd be running up muck. That's very true. <laughs> that's very true. Oh gosh, that's hilarious. What would his name be? Wait. Chad. <laughs> no. Give me the most like wild one. <laughs> My parents Chad. would never. They would name never name us. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> Xander. 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 <laughs> <laughs> My parents are hippies. They are. I don't know why, but I feel like a fourth child would have to come out with the name with an either Z or an X. Like, I feel like it's like, if it's like a younger boy, I feel like it's always something like that. I don't know why, but that's just how my mind works. Um, what was like you guys' like first concert? Mine was uh, in 2003, and it was a festival. It was, uh, the Vans Warped Tour. Okay. You guys ever heard of it? No. Tell us more. It was like a it was a rock festival. So they had like pop punk bands. And like yeah. all those bands that were popping back then, like Yellow Card oh. and Taking Back Sunday. It was, I was like 12 when okay. I went. And my, my buddy Andrew's mom uh, like went with us. And she like stayed in the van. And she didn't even go in the, in the <laughs> festival. She probably left and went to the bar or something. Right. But... Um, yeah, that was my first concert, and it was pretty intense, because there's, like, people crowd surfing and moshing. That sounds so fun. It was a blast. It was amazing. That sounds super fun. <laughs> so it was a good experience as a first concert. Yeah. Especially a festival. I feel like that's, like, the best first concert. Yeah. What's yours? The f- I'm trying to remember. I feel like the first concert, like, when I was a kid... Whatever, whatever your first one that's, like, worth remembering to you. The first, like, memory I have of being at a concert was Ozo Motley, 
with my parents and Peppy and my brother. Oh. And I remember they sang, like, happy birthday or something. And it was my brother's birthday. And I was like, how are they singing to my brother? How do they know? Like, no Aaron. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then I think as, like, a teenager, like, the next concert I went to was... I think Wiz Khalifa. Really? Yeah, and I remember listening to... I was grounded. I can't remember why I was grounded. I think I had gotten taken home by the cops because I, like, snuck out and went to a party. And um, somehow I got them to let me go to the Wiz Khalifa concert with my friend. Yeah. And I remember the whole way there we listened to Waka Flocka. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't listen to any Wiz Khalifa, only Waka Flocka. (laughs) Nobody else. I love that. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so my first concert was... I'm looking for, like, the album cover now. It was definitely Drake. I know that for sure. It was Drake. Nice. But I didn't go... Like, I mean, I did go to concerts when I was younger, but I grew up in, like, church. So they were all, like, gospel concerts mm-hmm. and, like, you know, like, you go to church yeah. at night and you're there for, like, yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. But then my first, like, secular concert was Drake. <laughs> and it... Oh, it was the Take Care album. Tyga oh, opened, and I was hella obsessed with Tyga at the time. He did like a meet and greet at the beginning of the concert. It was like me, and my best friend Teb, and like our other best friend, like Ramisha, mm-hmm. at the time. And we got there, and Tyga was doing the meet and greet. And then like we went up to Tyga, and you, I was so annoyed. I like walked up to him, and I was like, I love you, I love you. Like I literally kept whispering, I love you to this man. He said it back. Two times while we were taking, like, our photo together. Mm. And then the third time, like, he was walking away and, like, I did, like, the fangirl thing. I was like, I love you! (laughs) And he was like, I love you too. And I was like, (laughs) dying. And then, like, Drake came on for the show and it was super amazing. But that was, like, my first concert and it was so much fun. Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I, like, have, um, so somebody I know, like, their first concert, like, we, like, I... When I'm, like, at work or whatever, we do this game a lot, and, like, someone, like, one of the people I know, their first concert was the Jackson 5, and I'm, like, that's amazing that that's, like, your first concert, so I'm always, like, interested to know, like, what, you know, like, people's, like, first concerts are. I saw Kanye in Chicago on the Yeezus tour, and it was, like, when he first started doing the rants, and he would, like, use autotune and freestyle, and then he would do the rants or whatever, so we're in Chicago, like, everybody loves Kanye, like, it's Yeezus, it's mm. so sick, and he starts ranting, and, like, I remember what he was saying, too, he was, like, um, well, first he started talking about the media, like, he was, like, singing through the autotune, like, fuck the media, or whatever he was doing, and then, um, he was, like, uh, I don't even want to buy houses and, like, cars and whatever, like, I'm just trying to make shoes, like, he was, like, freaking out. And everybody was dead silent, and I was, like, in the middle of the room, hysterically laughing, like, so loud. This is the only thing you can hear. It's just me cracking up. I'm like, this is so insane right now. How am I seeing this? I absolutely love that. That's so dope that you were actually there. That tour was crazy. I went to the one in in Grand Rapids. Yeah? He was, like, ranting about some... Yeah. Some shit. <laughs> He's like, I'm from Chicago and I made a Kim Kardashian. And he kept saying it over and over again. Like, That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, speaking of like all of these people and like who, if you had to create, if if you were in like um an artistic love child, who would like your like air quote parents be in like your and the works that you like do? Like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like whose love child would you be and it can be more than two people like artists yeah artists whatever it is people like people always ask that when they find out you make music they're always like what are your influences and I'm like do you have a whiteboard because it's gonna be hard for me to like you know say them all out loud and keep track of the ones that I already said (laughs) you know um but also if I had to pick like the perfect two people mm-hmm. to make the music that I would want to make or like want to like listen to it would probably be like Gucci Mane, Juicy or okay three people as many as you want Gucci Mane, Juicy J, and Charlie XCX maybe. Yes. Okay. I feel yes. Like that would be my my top <clears throat> three parent choices. I like that. 
I like that. I would always choose Gucci to be my dad. So. Yeah. I mean, I love my dad to yeah. death. I'm happy my dad is my dad. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, musical dad. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, facts. That's tough. Mine would be, like, if I were to pick one person, it would be Drake. Drake is, uh, has, like, a heavy, heavy yeah. influence on my music. Yeah. Um, Drake and... Uh, I, I'd say like one of my favorite producers, Neptunes. Mm, okay. uh, so Chad, Hugo. Uh, yeah, probably my idol mm. growing up producing. So Drake and Chad Hugo. I know that's probably like a weird mix. No, but that's dope but, though. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> things like that are kind of like telling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like it when people, especially like in certain industries, like use those as comparisons. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's not fun. You know yeah. what I mean? And I hate yeah. it when people like listen to music and the first thing out of their mouth yeah. is like, this is I'm like no that's not what this yeah. is did you listen to the whole song yeah. you heard a beat or what you, whatever you heard or like a tonality and like you would just yeah. assume and I hate that but I, I, I like it when it's like when it's like because some people are like influenced by people and it has nothing to do with their music right. it's just like who they listen to, like even yeah. like you like steel uh, oats, uh, mm. oats. I love Hollandos. <laughs> she like loves Hollandos, and like whenever you like play Hollandos yeah. in the car, like I'm like I get this, like you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it yeah. makes sense to me, yeah. and like <laughs> certain things like that, I just yeah. feel like it makes sense. Yeah, and it do- has nothing to do with your music. I'm or gonna whatever. add them into my parents. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's true. Exactly. Yeah, I listen to everything. It's like. I'm at the gym, right? And like mm-hmm. I have headphones and nobody knows that I'm listening to like a Katy Perry album. Right! <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so amazing. Yeah. See? I love this. I listen to like whenever, especially when I'm at the gym, like I listen to like the craziest shit. Yeah. Like I'm listening to like screamo music <laughs> or like yeah. scary rap. Like I yeah. like stuff that like low-key scares me. Like I'm running. Yeah. I'm running away from whatever this is. Yeah. Like, you know, like things like that. Like it makes me so happy. And it makes so much sense because your music's so like clean and poppy and like the way that you write is like, it sounds really intentional. Mm-hmm. And your shit is like, it sounds like you listen to Screamo. <laughs> like you're so charismatic. You never know what character you're gonna get. Like, it's like a theat- theatrical performance. <laughs> it makes so, so cool. much sense. <laughs> so much fun i can't oh god it's so fun okay so if you had to choose thus far in like your like in your life's work Mm -hmm. what's your favorite piece of work or like what's something that you like want to like you know at this very moment Mm -hmm. whether it's out or not out or like tell us like something about it like what's your favorite like work of art so far that you created and why obviously um, my favorite is probably, like, the music that I've been writing, like, the past year, the past year. Um, <coughs> just because it's, like, everything that I've been through, I'll, like, shit, like, music-wise, like, I'm at m- my highest, like, I'm creating the best shit possible mm-hmm. for that I, myself, think I can create. Right. So, the new shit that hasn't been released, uh, is probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The new stuff's always... The, the favorite, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, definitely what I've been making since I moved to L.A. Mm. Do you think, like, the sound of either one, of like, has changed, like, dramatically? And if so, like, what's, like, what's making, you know what I mean? Like, what has created that change, you know what I mean, in that sense? Is it you in your writing? Is it, like, the beats that you're selecting? You know, like, mm. what is it that's making it? so different for you or is it even just like your like mindset it's like just my head? mindset I've, yeah my mindset i feel like i've grown a lot the past like the past couple of years and yeah I've learned a lot and it just reflected reflect in my music that makes sense. Yeah. yeah i think i realized like how much confidence plays a role in it mm-hmm. it's like you just have to be super confident and i don't mm-hmm. think that means like being like super satisfied with yourself i think it just means that you don't think about it. You yeah. just yeah. do you it. Just don't you know? Yeah, you just don't put yeah, any extra thought that, than you need. That makes sense. I felt I've like I'm starting like I feel like that's something that like I've been told before, but you never really fully get it until like you're actually mm-hmm. doing it. And mm-hmm. I feel like once I'm like the most ridiculous I can be or the most like vulnerable I can be, or like yeah. just putting mm-hmm. myself out there because I feel like especially too when you're so used to like working like a day job or like doing like what you like do for like livings or whatever you're used to just being and getting by and like doing mm-hmm. and then once like you're creating your own stuff you like 
kind of like, oh, I have to put all my, in, like, everything mm-hmm. into it. Like, I can't just, like, tiptoe yeah. around and I have to, like, fully commit yeah. or else the message isn't conveyed, mm-hmm. whatever it is, yeah. you know? So I t- totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have, like, any, like, songs or, like, pieces of anything or, like, videos or anything you want to, like, talk about? You're super excited about that's about to come Mazda out. Mazda music. Mazda music. Yay! <laughs> no, we've been making so much stuff. Like, how many videos have we made in the last like four weeks? Like five or six. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I can Let's see. A chop flip, Mazda, I stay, surrender, the window bangs, Maui Waui, uh, crew. And is that it? Oh, and King of the House. That's eight. That's so eight. We made eight music videos in the past like four weeks. And I'm just like really excited about all of them. I think like <clears throat> we're just having so much fun that I hope that it. And we're getting a lot faster and efficient yeah, like, yeah. in our process. Tell I hope that we could just keep doing it. That's like the whole. Yeah. Vibe. Tell them like, about summer campus because I feel like that's obviously what that's how this. Tell them how it was born, what it came to be, and what it's like growing to be because this is like Alana's like brainchild. So <laughs> tell I, them. I feel like well, so summer camp. I started calling the house summer camp because I kidnapped Kentaro and Farron to come live in the house, and I like set them up with video games, and we were like gaming out and like making music and play doing karaoke all the time. And so I was like, yeah, we like live in summer camp. This is so great. And then I feel like we've had a few conversations about having artists come to the house and just like live here and create together. And, mm-hmm. and then I sent out this text one night. I feel like we were drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Read the text. Okay. <laughs> I said, hello, everybody. <laughs> we had an idea at our house, 519, to do a summer camp. That's right. I said camp. Feels that everybody can stay here inside our house and create and share, get input from others in the house, <laughs> like an incubator for transients. We can all take t- turns cooking meals, which we don't fucking do. We don't cook it off. Slash making snacks. If you think of anyone who we should include in this type of thing, feel free to invite. We want to figure out dates. If anyone would actually want to do this. In parentheses, of course you do. <laughs> every morning, On will play trumpet to wake everybody up, and every night, Maddie will sing popular lullabies, but to the melody of Gucci Mane Lemonade. Oh my god, I'm so glad that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> During midday, Lawrence has volunteered unwittingly to freestyle a rap about lunch, briefly describing each ingredient to the rhythm of Aaron playing bongos. Thanks, Shoddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh that is God. amazing. That is amazing. She literally said that to like 15 people. <laughs> I did. Oh, God. It's so good. So far, summer camp has been amazing. Yeah. And we didn't actually do any sort of planning. Just like no. you and Bohan hit us up and Lawrence and Nico hit us up at the same time. And we're like, we're coming through. And we're like, it's happening. It's happening. We manifest- we're living in LA now. We're manifesting shit. It's- LA is where manif- manifestations come to like, yeah. life. Like, <laughs> you learn the new vocabulary word and then you use it. Yeah. <laughs> That's really Manifesting true. literally just means you thought about something and somehow it happened. Yeah. <laughs> you put it out There's nothing there. else to it. It's just the word for that coincidence. It is. You're like... In my mind, I feel like you put it out there, and it literally just travels. I feel like that's what, like, everyone else, like, obviously in L.A. think, too. Yeah. But I genuinely feel like once you say things out loud, like, it just, like, goes. It, like, echoes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so funny, because to me, it's just, like, L.A.'s so into, like, marketing and Hollywood that, like, they've just rebranded the word coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> that makes sense, too. That's hilarious. It's impressive, though. <laughs> okay, wait. I like they do this shit with everything. <laughs> Holy shit. They're on it. They definitely do. Okay, what's... Um, wait, what's Mazda Music? Describe it more to us. Like, what's what happened? What what was this? How did this become a thing? Um, Let the... What, like, if... For people <laughs> listening, Mazda Music... 
<laughs> what am I looking for? Bohan Phoenix nice. is a young rapper from, well, he's from China, but he lives in New York. Nice. And um, he makes uh, sweet, sweet rap music. Nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're releasing it on the 28th. 28th. That February was your 28th. part that you said in the trailer. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so we're releasing a video or the soft single in general or Both. all of it? Both. 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 Beautiful. Both. Yeah. So I haven't met Bohan before coming here like a, right. my first day in LA like I came up to uh the door and I had Alana had left a key underneath the doormat for me to get in so I got in and uh he was just sitting here no no, no I got here first <laughs> I got here first <laughs> and I really had to take a shit on the airplane. <laughs> like and at the airport I was like fuck it I'm just gonna wait till I get there no yeah. one's gonna be there <laughs> I'm gonna be comfortable as hell, right? So I get in here, I like settle down, I like take my luggage out, yeah. uh, and I go to the bathroom. And as soon as I start taking a shit, Bohan starts knocking on the door. I'm like, fuck! So I had to wipe my ass real quick. <laughs> of course, naturally. <laughs> yeah, and then first thing Bohan said, he was like, damn! <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. So yeah, that was. Yeah, he kisses sorry. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. But yeah, that's my dog. That's that is literally a summer camp <laughs> testimonial because I, when I came back home, because again, I was out of town, and then when I came back home, I could have swore that Jimmy and Bohan had been friends for Forever. like years. Like, Bohan was like, I'm not leaving. Where's Jimmy at? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, where's my driving? <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. I loved it. It's so good. That's awesome. Oh, man. That's so good. I love it. So, Do we yeah. fuck with Bohan too much? We definitely... Uh... We fuck with him so much. You think that you think there's a too much in y'all's relationship? Because we love him so much, we like want him to be included. I know? think he appreciates it. I think so, too. We're, I don't like, we're all much. fucking with each other at the house, so we have to fuck with Bohan long yeah. distance. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. It keeps him included. I feel like he likes it. I don't think we overdo yeah. it, though. No. No. I feel like anything long distance, if you do it just yeah. enough, everyone feels included and happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I came home, like, I would love it if you guys, like, sent me shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's just, just like, you know. But we won't let Jimmy go home, first of all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is his home now. Back. We've literally moved Jimmy in here to LA. 519. Like, I was working on, like, a photo that I had just randomly took on my camera, and, like, I just put 519 on it. <laughs> gang, gang, gang. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's starting to uh, gang, market gang, gang. shit. <laughs> Chris was saying that we need to do, like, a YouTube channel so that he was like, oh, do you just want to, like, throw up random stuff? He's like, um, you should just do a YouTube channel and put, like, the doc of Barbara. <laughs> That's And, fast. like, Great. all the videos you have of your parents. And, yeah. Like, all the videos of the house of us just, like, like... Mm-hmm. Dallas rapping for five minutes. That's like very styling or like, uh, yeah, and just put it up on a YouTube channel. Our house is now like a YouTube house. It's that like, makes t- perfect sense actually. Yeah. It's like the and the amount of y'all content you guys create like on a daily that makes like total sense. I feel like that's like that's done a lot in LA. Like people yeah. will buy like fucking big ass or rent mansions and just have all their friends. Come yeah, in and that's true. Shit. That's true. Like vloggers. Yeah. But I, think I remember fun. when I first moved to LA, there was like some place in like WeHo where me and my sister went like to a Sweet Greens or something and I go get food and like in like the high rise building like right above it is where all at the time like all the Viners lived in the same high rise and they would obviously like make videos together or you would see them like down the street like shopping together like it's mm-hmm. definitely like what people like do yeah. Yeah. yeah and then they get more money and they all like spread out a little bit more. Start getting their own houses and yeah. shit. <laughs> no, I'm never moving out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. Just the house will just get bigger. The yeah. house will just get bigger, but we'll like build on top of this. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> we're just going to buy our entire apartment. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're not moving. 519. Five, 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 five
Maybe we should start like a segment for first yeah. ladies. Yeah, we should. Today in first lady news, citizens, listen up. Oh my god. <laughs> like what? It's first lady. I can't believe that. It's let. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Lana, who's first ladies? First ladies, that's us. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, uh, first ladies is Shoddy with the Ox, aka Lana, and on Kitty Montgomery. Oh, you're right. Kitty Montgomery, that's my stage name. So we are a rap group. A crew. A <laughs> bringing you hot fire jams. You know? And so, um, Basically, Alana's already like a sick, sick, sick rapper and musician like in her own like right and doing it up and killing it and crushing it and all these different things. And then one day I was like on tour and then I came back, not my tour, I was coming back from like work and like she was like, uh, meet me at the studio. And I was like, I haven't seen you in months. Of course I'll meet you at the studio. I, I like, love you. That's my best friend. That's my best friend. I love you. So we met, I met her at the studio and we were literally up to, I don't even know how long. And we made like eight songs. I on remember, White Claw. We, on White Claw. We were drinking so many White Claws. Drunk, drunk, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> spray, spray. And then. All bangers. <laughs> we made eight bangers and I remember only because I played every single last one of them for like all my friends because I was so excited. We made a whole song about common kidnapping my bitch. <laughs> bitch being on. That's me. It was pretty unbelievable. It was so unbelievable. And so we had to keep going. Facts. Facts. So we made more and more and more and so Soon we'll be doing a release party here in LA. Ooh ooh. <laughs> be on the lookout. Release, 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 ow, release. Ow, ow. So that's definitely gonna happen at some point. So definitely be on the lookout. Speaking of, we should talk about trap flip. Trap flip with is Barbara, right? A song that we made. A song, yes. That we made a video to. Okay, yes. And it's this woman Barbara who uh, makes it close. She makes amazing clothes. And she was like, uh, Chris, come in my house. Uh, Chris is our friend that mm -hmm. records our music. And yeah. he was like uh, walking down the street. And she was like, come in my house. I want to talk to you. And he was like, okay. And so she talked to him. And he was like, can I shoot a music video in your house? And she was like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So we did that. And that's what we're doing for Trap Flip Phone. Exactly. And she's crushing it. There's even like a cameo performance by Barbara. A whole skit. Improv. It's, it's so amazing. Her house is like this magical wonderland full of like teddy bears and like toys. toys and like memorabilia. It's amazing. You'll definitely catch a glimpse of it in like the music video. And there's even like video clips of like us with Barbara like starting like trying on all their like amazing clothing and all these different things. But we got dope shit on the way. Hot fire. Hot fire. Hot fire. Is there anything else you want to say about First Ladies? Um, First Ladies, uh, 2020. Yeah. All 2020. <laughs> All 2020. Hot fire. Hot fire. <laughs> sick tracks. Sick tracks. Sick tracks. Sick tracks. How does, you know, like, how does this make you feel? <laughs> okay. Um, like what? The podcast? The podcast. Like, what's happening? Jimmy's over in the corner. He's hitting that vape right now. Um, <laughs> Peppa's laying down. She looks like, she, she's like, why aren't they acquiescing to my needs? My feelings <laughs> are, I'm super happy that I'm home for one. <laughs> Me too. Just got back from New York, so I'm super happy. I like walked in and saw Jimmy's face, and then I saw Peppa, and I was like, this is the best. Peppa's our dog, BT Dubs. And I was like, this is the best life ever. And then I like, I think I called you on the way back from the airport. I think we called a couple times today. Oh, yeah, I talked to you a couple times. Today. Yeah, we talked a couple times today, so I was just super excited. I go through withdrawals. Yeah, exactly. So we like, I was super excited to be home, so I'm super happy that you guys like my guests. We're happy you're home because Peppa's been running this house since <laughs> left. She is literal queen B. She is. She's alpha. alpha. Uh, I love that. Jimmy and I are beta city. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
if you guys like can see us right now, she's literally sitting in Jimmy's chair at this very moment. <laughs> Jimmy's sitting on a stool right now, so Peppa can and sit Peppa's on left. his luxurious comfort Yo, chair. Yo, like for real though, like when when uh, Peppa would be sleeping, like she slept on on my pillow last night, like and I just like slept around there. <laughs> she's a queen. When I tell you guys, she's less than five pounds. She's less than five pounds. She's so cute when she sleeps. She's like, <laughs> She's adorable. Everything she does is cute. It is. Yeah. I love it when she like lays like a human and it's kind of like this little thing and I'm like... Oh. I love when she lays with her two hind feet like flat on the ground. Like, <laughs> yeah. She like, she's crippled. I just love when she like gets up and then she like starts like touching her face like, <laughs> and then she just like crawls back in. <laughs> she's the cutest thing ever. It made me shed a tear. Oh, look at her little face. We should have a podcast where like we just do her voice over. That's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're always talking about me. <laughs> That's the <laughs> voice! I wish they would shut up and bring me a martini. <laughs> we should do a series. We should. You so should. Get like a, uh, a GoPro and like attach it to her like, <laughs> yeah. or something. Just, oh, like, from her perspective. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's so genius. I love it. So stupid. <laughs> I was making this garbage videos. <laughs> Why won't they get a real job? <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> Fools. <laughs> oh man, I love it. It's gonna be the next track on <laughs> Peppa's voice. Oh, I told Jimmy when we were in Oceanside. I was like. Um, I'm gonna do all Judy Gover- <laughs> Judy Garland covers, but <laughs> not covers of Judy Garland's songs. Covers of my own songs as Judy Garland. <laughs> That's literally genius. Twenty twenty. Ever done that? Um, I hope so. This might be revolutionary. No, I don't I think anybody's so. ever done that. I definitely think it's revolutionary. Yeah. Today we talk about uh, our times robbing banks and stealing groceries for our children. It's been a long run, but we finally made it. We got a big house, yes. and Peppa runs it. Runs it. And that's basically been the art shit show. Okay, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> I know we talk about a lot and we go on tangents and we really dig deep. Uh, <laughs> um, but today you can definitely check us out on Art Shit. A, uh, oh, on Instagram. I only have an Instagram. So check out Art Shit on Instagram at the at sign A R T underscore S H X T. Art Shit. And then my personal Instagram is lights, L-I-G-H-T-S underscore on. Um, and then I'll post all of our updates. I'll post links to Mazda Music. I'll post links to this episode. Also, too, Alana, throw us out there your, your social media handles real fast so they have that. Uh, that would be at shoddy with docs. S-H-A-W-T-Y-W-I-T-H-D-A-A-U-X. <laughs> Come on, Jimbo. Tell us what your, um, give us your handles, too. At underscore J-X-M-M-Y. Get it. Get it.